JP, Julian Peoples, um, from Stay True. We, you know, we got a lot of other background to go through, um, but I'm excited to have you here. Payne's excited to have you here. Um, I think your story is really, really cool um, for a lot of reasons. I think we're also in similar places and kind of have been for as long as we've known each other trying to get started in this thing and figure out kind of um, what we're doing. And, and, and I feel like where you're at now is also very similar to where we're at now um, with, you know, creating a label production company, developing artists, like truly trying to help them kind of find their sound, figure out, you know, what direction they're going in. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm excited to have you here, Julian Peoples from Stay True. Um, and thank you. Thank you guys for having me, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Definitely, definitely. Um, there's one thing, there's kind of one place I want to start when, um, and we'll go through like as much of your story as we're aware of, you know, so yeah. please give us what you can. But one place that I really want to start is, you know, when we met five years ago, um, I just started, you know, being Sasha's assistant and you kind of were just like reaching out and I'm sure you're reaching out to a lot of people trying to make as many connections as you could and trying to just figure out like a way, a way into this shit um, is what it felt like. Right. And you would drive from Dallas to Austin just to kick it with all of us. And one thing I always loved was like, you know, you were trying to get time from anybody that would give you the time. And like, you weren't just going after one person. You were like, you, you would sit and talk to me. And like, I had just got started. I knew nothing about what I was doing. Um, but you yeah, would yeah. sit and talk to me, right? You, you weren't just like, yo, I need to speak just to that person or whatever. But I think through that kind of energy, it was like, we've always been able to maintain a good relationship and also, um, you know, just like genuinely root for each other because, like then you'll look back a year later and be like, Oh shit, JP's like doing this now, you know, or, or, or yeah. whatever, whatever. So, um, I think it's like a dope, a dope place to start. And also like, it was always interesting to me. And I think that people don't kind of celebrate this enough about what you did. And, and I don't know the exact specifics, but like you clearly started, I'm assuming in music later than you maybe would have liked to. And, yeah. you know, um, you hear a lot about like the the 18 year old kid that's, that's doing stuff, which is incredible. You know, the, the young kid that's just got out of school or whatever, didn't go to school, but it's like, you clearly had this other life before the music stuff yep. that you were, you were working on and you weren't afraid to just be like, you know what, I'm going to start in this. I'm going to go put myself out there. I'm going to do stuff that people my age might not want to do, um, whatever, whatever. And yep. like, it clearly is working. So I would love to hear kind of like that, early beginning journey of it yeah man yeah it's uh it's definitely unorthodox and different i think i think the main word that i love using is opportunity that people don't take advantage of enough and for me it's just i just wanted to get my foot in the door that was it you know i didn't care how i did it so meeting someone like you and um even sasha like sasha was in texas i was in dallas like i knew he was doing what i wanted to do so that was like the first person I reached out to. And like, luckily he was gracious to give me time of day. But I think that like, when I was starting out, like all I cared about was like making a way. I didn't care how I was gonna, how I was gonna get there, how I was gonna do it. Just like, I wanna just fucking do it. And I think that like, you know, I got started in the industry at 30 years old, you know, I had a great corporate job here in Dallas. I was making great money. I was doing sales, but I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. I wasn't like living life to its fullest. I wasn't happy, right? 
I knew that music was like music was like my calling, what I should have been doing, but like I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know how to make it happen. All I knew is that like I saw someone doing it and I would say, hey, can I do what you're gonna do? Like give me five minutes of your time, give me 10 minutes of your time. Let me come intern for you for free. Let me come do work at this festival for free, right? However, it's gonna play out. I just wanna do what you're doing. I wanna learn from you. So um, yeah, I got started and at 30 years old, man, as an assistant, like to somebody who was 26 years old at the time. So talk about humbling yourself and knowing what the bigger vision in life is. I knew, I knew what my end goal was. I knew how to get there. It doesn't matter about like just doing the shit, just doing like the dirty work to get to that end goal. So um, I think that like, that's a big part of my story. That's why I'm so passionate about opportunity and like people like wanting to do their life goal you have to just do it. That's it. Right. And like, it's scary. And uh, that was for me, it was like leaving a great cushy corporate job, making great money to go be an assistant to make $2,000 a month. It's like, that's like college money. I'm 30 years old. We're like, I got two kids. How do I do this shit? Right. But I knew my goal was greater than that. And you just got to do it. So. What was that? What was that turning point that you had while you were, you know, in your job and everything was comfortable and everything was good. What was that, that, that moment that you were like, I have to, I have to pursue this head on. Yeah. That's a great question, man. I think it was, um, when my, my daughter was like growing up, like she was like two years old, three years old. I was like, I'm like not around enough. Like I want a livelihood of like being able to like have financial flexibility and have time. I wanted to have time to do what I wanted to do in life. I knew that my living a regular life of a corporate job, not that it's bad. It just didn't work for me, you know? So I knew that if I wanted to create a lifestyle for myself, I had to make a change. And like, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to have that flexibility over my life. So that was like, all right, if I can leave this, put in some years of like being an assistant, whatever I gotta do to get to where I can have a livelihood of like flexibility is what I was gonna do. So that was kind of like the shift that really happened in my life. And my daughter just started growing up in front of my eyes. And I was like, damn, I wanna be there more often. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I feel that. No, Cause it usually, yeah. it takes, you know, for somebody, something bad to happen. For it, yeah. for you to turn to joy and passion, you know what I'm saying? Turn yeah. to what you were actually supposed to be doing the whole time. It usually takes something crazy to yeah, have, like hitting rock bottom or something. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard for people to reinvent themselves. Like yeah. I think, especially yeah. you know, when you, um, at least for me, like when I got out of school and was like starting really seriously to like work and focus on my career, I was like, you know, it's tough to shift because like, well, I'm already a year in. I'm already two years in. I'm already here. You know, so it's a tough thing to do, but in a way it's probably like the best way to, to grow, you know, um, if you really feel like you have something else you got to be doing, you know, whether it's completely reinventing yourself kind of like you did, or even just being like, I need to add this to my life, you yeah. know, something yeah. that just matters to you. I think. And sometimes your rock bottom could be just a stunt in growth. Like once yeah. you feel like yeah. you're not growing and you feel like you know, you're not evolving, that could be your rock bottom. Yeah. You just be like, I, yeah. I gotta, I gotta make a change. Yeah, man. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I didn't have like, I didn't have a dad growing up. Right. So I didn't see like the traditional model of like livelihood. I just like, I just knew my mom was like getting it on her own. I knew that I wanted more for my life as an individual. So like, I didn't know how that looked, you know, I just knew that I wanted to have the things of like the nice things in life, the time, the money, like, and I knew that there was a way to do it. I didn't know how to achieve it yet. So I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make it happen, but we're going to figure out a way. And luckily it's been playing out pretty good thus far. Where did, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Dallas? 
Yeah, I grew up here in uh, in DFW, more so Fort Worth, Texas. So the 817 area. Um, and I went to college in Atlanta, Georgia, but my, I've been living primarily my life in Texas, DFW. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, because I'm originally yeah. from Garland, Texas. So. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. So you know exactly where the whole city is at. Definitely. No, and it's yeah. tight to it's tight to just see, you know, finally some some talent from the city like finally get like it's just due because it's been a while. Yeah. Dallas is like underrated, yeah. I think. Yeah. People, you know, like yeah. like in in Texas everyone gives like Houston most of the musical shine, I feel like. Yeah. Houston's incredible, but Dallas does have I mean, there's incredible artists coming out of Dallas. There's an incredible scene there. There's clearly people that are working in the business there, right? Um I mean, you have Post Malone, Cash yeah. Page, Cash you know. Page. Yeah, yep. a lot of people, yeah. um, you know, so it, I think it's definitely like a little bit underrated in terms of the conversation. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, Houston gets all the shine and Austin is more that live city music, you know, the live music popular kind of place of the world. But yeah, Dallas is definitely underrated. But I think people like we're putting in the work now to make it be more known and more prominent that there is a, there's a scene here that's happening. And, you know, people didn't know that it was possible. They didn't, there was no one that looked like us that were making it happen whether it's executives or artists, like nobody was popping off 10 years ago as an artist. So you didn't know it was possible to be from Dallas and be an artist. So someone's gotta make it happen. Yeah, what do you, what do you see kind of happening there right now? Like, like what's this scene kind of like? Yeah, I think the scene here, yeah. I think the scene here is like really growing in the R&B space. Like I, I, I see like Dallas becoming like the mini Atlanta, Georgia, as far as, as far as R&B music is, you know? And I always say like, me and Stay True, I'm building the next LVRN here in Dallas. Like really, really good R&B music and like passionate music that like has a feeling to it. And bringing these young kids that are like doing dope shit, giving them an opportunity and a platform to like showcase their music, right? So I think it's more so like with D. Gotti and Masadi and Cash, Paige, like Zaylin, like all these artists are like literally like making names for themselves and they're all in the same city, right? So. That's why I feel like right now the vision is going for the city of Dallas right now. Uh, it feels good. It makes me proud too, now because I my first um my first I guess like introduction to being in love with music was R and B music. Mm -hmm. Like I loved yeah. MJ, I loved um Marvin Gaye, I loved just music about love and about emotion. So to see um the city of Dallas slowly starting to be known for artists that 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 are in the r&b spaces yeah it's yeah. tight amazing man so wait man, yeah, man. Really masadi who i know is one of your artists that stay true he, he's from dallas as well yeah yeah he's from dallas yeah born and raised yeah so that's that's great i mean um to do Incredible. what you're doing to start what you're starting and then to have your like one of your first artists be from the city and and like having i think people i think there's like i what i've realized a lot recently is like how important like cultural context can be to music you know yeah. um like of course you have great music and talented musicians like that that exists but when there's like a story and there's something brewing like culturally it's kind of what music is all about in a lot of ways you know it yeah. adds to like the story so everything for your brand just being in dallas you being from dallas when your artist being that from there, you know, like that really just, it, it creates a lot more excitement, I think, even as the story grows, which is, is sick. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it allows like me to feel comfortable, it allows me to like not to like put a facade up. I don't gotta like fake the funk where I'm from, you know? I'm just here in my hometown, like 
working people that are from my hometown, like we understand the same mentality and we're going out for the same goal together. So it's like, it makes it very easy just like to work about what you're passionate about and like put literally the work in every single day. Oh, for sure. And like the, the, you know, you do, it is um, important that you do travel and go to the West coast and go to the East coast, but it's tight that like a lot of cities there are, it's, it's becoming normal that, that people do it in their own city and like find, yeah. you know, and network across and like, they're finally starting to like build their own name and build their own scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's starting to happen yeah. a lot more now. Yeah. I, I always admired like what you guys did and, and Sasha, like being in Austin, like creating a community there, a name for yourself in the industry, but score more like representing Tory, like in Austin, like you wouldn't envision that would be the case that people would be a major manager in, in Texas, right? So I always admired that and thought the same thing, like, wow, if they can do it, why can't I do it, right? So my whole mentality always was like to go to LA, to work in LA, to get on opportunity to come back to Dallas and do what I want to do, do it here. Oh uh, yeah, because yeah. it's always good to go and like mingle and, and say what's up to people, but it's, 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 it's dope to be in Texas. Really is. <laughs> it's just dope to be in Texas. <laughs> it's dope for this to be the yeah. hub and for and for yeah. you know, because people got to come to Texas. At one point, yeah. they got to come. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. And it's tight to be be linked up in Texas and to to be able to take care of people and show people hospitality in in Texas. Mm -hmm. Facts. Facts. Yeah. What's that grind That's like? Fair. Like traveling back and forth, Dallas. We talked a lot about that too, but especially you said you know you have two kids, like. Yeah. You know, it's got to be tough, but it also is, um, you know, you talked about like how you just saw your mom just getting it like, you know, kind of however, and then you switch yeah. careers, like, you know, you were talking about your daughter being kind of an influence in that. And I think it's like yeah. got some like generational effects, right. Of like, you saw your mom doing this now your daughter and your son, right. You have a son as well. Yeah. Yeah. Five-year-old daughter, three-year-old son. Seeing you doing this. So it's like, it, it's going to add, watch what they do next. Like they're going to build some crazy company, right? That's going to blow all this, yeah. everything we're doing out of the water where they're 100%. like, I see what these, yeah. I see what, you know, they were doing. Like it, it adds up and it adds up and it adds up. But yeah, what's that yeah. like? Just kind of traveling back and forth. Cause that's honestly a little similar to us. Like, you know, I haven't been yeah. going to LA as much as you, but like starting to kind of head back and forth because you got to be there to a degree. And then, you, yeah. you know, also like your, your family, of course, is in Dallas, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's tough, but it's like, also, you know, it's part of the, the game, you know, to, to be set to win. Right. It's almost like most of the stuff that happens in music that pops off is like either LA or New York as of right now. So uh, it's definitely tough, but it's like, it's like whatever cost is going to take to make that shit happen, you're going to do it. So, you know, like even getting my start before I was like actually living in LA, working in music, when I was assisting Tyler, like I would travel from Dallas to LA every single month to intern for free. I knew that's where that that's where it was at, right? So even doing it now, like I'm based here in Dallas, but I know that that's like where the opportunities right now currently happen and the bag is at to go to LA. So I try to do it like as much as I can without like being presently there, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I still have a life there. My girlfriend and I have a place there and got a place here in Dallas. So having those two places makes it kind of easy. But also, like, uh, I love being present, building this foundation here in, in DFW. Gotcha. So, so you said you was um, interning for Tyler Henry? Yeah. Yeah, I worked for Tyler Henry, man, for uh, almost two years. So that's how I got my start. Yeah. So so, was that your first, like, introduction into, yeah. like, the music? Yeah, wow. I mean, I was, yeah, so I was doing some, like, um, music management 
back in like 2017, my best friend, Brandon Marcel, singer songwriter, started working with Leon Bridges here in Texas and like writing with Leon and being in his band and whatnot. That's kind of how I saw the industry, right? And like what was possible to be a manager. And then from there, I like, I was like, damn, like this is this is possible. I was managing Brandon, but I wanted to do it on a bigger level, a bigger scale. So I started hitting managers up all the time. Sasha, Pat Corcoran, Jamil Davis, Scooter, Tyler Hinton, right? And then um, I was sending beats for Party Next Door from my producers to Tyler. And Tyler always hit me back. He'd be like so gracious, just so like, so conversational, right? A very, very humble dude. I was like, damn, I wanna be like that. I wanna do what you're doing, right? Like, will you mentor me? And um, yeah, so he was like, yeah, let's get on a phone call. And uh, call never happened. But uh, like the next day, parties on tour with Halsey that came to Dallas. And uh, I was like, yo, I'm in Dallas. You're coming to Dallas. Let me meet you. And he was like, all right, come to the show in, in Dallas. I was like, all right, cool. Do I get a pass or anything? He was like, nah, you got to buy a ticket. Buy <laughs> a ticket to the show. Yeah, yeah. Buy a ticket to the show. I emailed him. I was like, yo, I'm at the show. He's like, all right, cool. I'll give you five minutes of my time. Come by the merch table. And I was like, all right, cool. Met him at the merch table. And I had like done my research about him already as a person. So like I got to the table, I met him. I knew his story, how he got on, how he interned, what he did. And he was impressed by that, you know? And then five minutes turned into an hour. Next thing you know, we're backstage. I'm meeting party for the first time. We exchanged numbers. And then I started interning for him from free after that. And then like a year later, he offered me to be an assistant and moved to LA right after that, man. Yo, uh, to just hear your persistence and your, cause that's what it takes. Like, that's what a lot of like young executives need to hear or, or young inspiring, you know, aspire to be executives need to hear like yeah. what it takes and how much free work that you have to do and how much, how many hurdles that you have to jump over to just to yeah. get someone's time. And yeah. it's just like for you not to have ego in the situation. Cause some people can be like, yo, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to be. Yeah, like this person that didn't respond the first time. I don't have to be running around for this. Nah, you knew you didn't take it personal and you, you were willing to, to do whatever it took to get what, what, where you felt you need to be, you know what I'm saying? Or, or around the people that you needed to be in the relationships. Like you understood the, the importance of like, yo, as long as I get to, meet this person as long as I get to have a, a first impression like that's all I need whether it grow into something or not I know I can learn something in this from this experience mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah man that, that's how I met Troy like I pulled up on Sasha at a Chance the Rapper show in Dallas and to meet Pat and then Sasha was like yo hit hit Troy and then that's how I connected to him and Edward just like meeting people and like being like you mentioned persistent like that's like a lost art and, but knowing how to do it in a way that's not annoying. Like you can't be annoying anybody, you know? Like you gotta have that fine line of like staying top of mind, but like not fucking annoying anybody. So definitely. definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like when people call me to be like, yo, I'm trying to get into WME, like I applied online. I'm like, that's not enough. <laughs> it's just not enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I applied yeah. online. <laughs> no way. Nah. Yeah. I used to yeah, go to like workout classes that I knew agents would be at just to catch them like, yeah. in an the elevator, you know, like walk around Beverly Hills like I lived there or something and then Telling you yeah. walk into people. Um, yeah. What it takes to actually get something yeah. done that yeah. you want. Yeah. You can't just like apply. No way. Or like send something, send an email. We, we always joked at Scoremore that like um, for stuff that's people will reach out about that like 
it's just not meant to be taken seriously. You know, we had yeah. like a, we, we didn't actually do this because it's messed up. But like there is, a, there was a joke that we would create a Daphne at Scoremore shows and Daphne's the name <laughs> of like one of Sasha's dogs. So everyone be like, oh yeah, like yo, hit Daphne at score more shows, you know, like, <laughs> or just like put that on the website as like if somebody's not willing to go that far, just hit Daphne at score more shows, you know, it's just the same shit, you know. Yeah, go hard, bro. Yeah, go hard. Yeah, and it's like you said, you're like, I know, I, if they could do this, I could do this. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like this isn't rocket science. It's just about putting in experience, yeah. learning it, being thoughtful, developing kind of the way that you want to do it which i feel like you really are starting to like almost like an artist finds their sound like i feel like your yeah your brand is like coming to form um and like yeah. the artists you're working with and the way that you're developing like it just from the outside feels like it's kind of coming together but yeah. it's all about like i could start and just be an intern like i'm fucking working this other job making money and doing this shit like i could be an intern you know what i mean i just yeah. gotta meet the people like that's all it is exactly. yeah. because because i think I think some people can feel like, okay, I I, I have a stable position. I have a job. I'm making like money. Yeah. Like I don't want to invest all my energy into something and not get paid or not. Yeah. Get, and it's just like the, the the knowledge and the things that you can learn from the experience can get you so much more further. Yeah. And the relationships that you'll make on the way can like push yeah. you into a place where like you never thought you would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you yeah, just man. buy in. Yeah. That's definitely just to get your start, even just to get in the door, you know? From there, you got to create something you think is worth your time and whatnot. But I think, all right, so you started working with Tyler. So now we got to talk about party. Like, I mean, that's crazy. Because it's like, you could go work with cool artists. Like, we worked, you know, we worked with Tori. Yeah. It was a great experience. Yeah. But, like, yeah. parties are different. Like, I'm just not going to lie. Party is just. For that to be your first, and he was already. On yeah, you worked on. You worked. He's already party. The, yeah, it's already party. Party three had come out, so you worked all through Party Mobile. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which, oh yeah. Whole like, thing. like I want to hear about that experience. Whatever you can tell us, um, yeah. and we'll take that into stay true. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I first I believe that Party is one of the greatest songwriters of this generation, and you know I was a I was a fan of Party at first. So like me being a fan of him and being obviously a fan of Drake pushed me towards sending beats for, for, for party. Right. And meeting Tyler, but, um, man, my, my time working with him was like, first of all, like, I'm so grateful and thankful because that's like, I got to work with somebody like that level of stature for my first opportunity in music. And like, I'm around fucking Drake and Rihanna, like for my first time in music. Right. It was just so like, so humbling, but to see the life of an artist at that level for so long, you know, how they live, how they work, how they act was just so cool to see. And, um, it, it's, it's not easy. You know, I was, I went from being an assistant to Tyler to day-to-day -day manager for party. I was doing both jobs at the same time. And then I got promoted to just full-time for party. And uh, it's not easy, but it's, it's rewarding when you have the approach of like, I'm going to get something good out of this. I'm going into this to serve a job. Like I was literally a servant to this person in order to get an opportunity to do what I'm doing now. Right. If I didn't have the wherewithal to like be present and be intentional about my work with them, I wouldn't be what I'm doing right now. You know, I, I wouldn't have the credibility to, to sign an act like Masadi and people I'm doing now because they wouldn't trust me of like working with another artist that's already done it before. So working with someone like his stature, I knew that would give me credibility in the industry and in the game and make connections. Um, and that was a powerful thing for me. So, uh, but yeah, my time was great, man. Like 
traveling together with him, working on album rollouts, working on creative stuff, photo shoots, handling his personal business, just learning the ins and outs of the industry and how valuable that piece is for me to carry on the next part of my life and, and being an entrepreneur and a, a CEO myself now, just so invaluable and so important to, to have. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt that experience, you can't take away experience. We've been there. Yeah. We're like, shit can fall apart, but you can't take away experience. But, yep. and, I, and I, of course, this goes without saying, I, you know, obviously I know you got to use discretion and whatnot. Um, we understand how it is with clients, but like any yeah. store, any like rooms you were in, like, like people want, people will want to hear this. Like that shit is cool because like you <laughs> said, like it's party signed Drake. He's working with only features on his project or what bad bunny, Drake, Rihanna, like yeah. it doesn't, yeah. doesn't get crazier in, in the R and B world. Uh, like I don't think, uh, yeah. yeah. And just yeah. being being in that space of like watching the best create from scratch. It's like it's like with Tori as like a songwriter because Tori is wildly talented songwriter. Like the way he walks into a room, it, wow! I didn't have other perspectives, so I was always like, "Yo, that's yeah, how that's like how it, it is." Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. But then you're like, "No, like there's a couple people that are really special, you know, at what they yeah. do and their talent." And I know Party's like one of those people. Um, but like, yeah, yeah I know what it's like. You go through a lot. You're like someone's day to day. You're doing, like you said, it's, in a sense, you're like a servant. You're doing like at times it's shit work, right? Like just naturally, yep. that's the job. It's no one's fault. Yeah. But then you see something happen at like 5 a.m. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck was that? That was incredible. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. Or like you yeah. literally, you know, Tori was like the get him to the Greek where we'd be like trying as hard to make like a show happen. And then. The show would start. He'd even walk on the stage five minutes late, but it would be like, yo, he's incredible. You know, like in, in that moment, you know? Life, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> it's like, we could, we could probably talk for like days between all of us on that. But I'd love to hear just like, if you have any of those moments where you were like, this is really special right now. Like whatever's yeah. happening around me is really fire. Yeah, man. I think I have two moments that literally just blew my socks away to be like, one, like, wow, I'm actually here. And two, be like, wow, like, grateful for being here right i think the first time was like we were in toronto working on his album right he was in at the studio with 40 locked in the studio and just working and um like he's locked away and like it's like mentioned it's 4 a.m right i'm outside the studio doing work whatever next thing you know like drake walks in and in, in like in the studio i'm just like fuck that's that's drake like it's me tyler party drake and 40 <laughs> like how am i here right now right <laughs> How am I here? Yeah, yeah. Drake walks up like, yo, what's what's good, man? Drake introduces himself to me. I'm like, damn, that's that's wild. Like, I'm I I I love your music, bro. I, I respect you, right? I love your music, <laughs> yeah. Bro, like literally, he's like asking me questions about my, my kids, my son, showing pictures of his kids. I'm like, this this is this is it, man. And realizing, like, wow, like my hard work is paying off to be like respected right now in this time, not told like get out of here, like leave, you know, whatever. And uh just to see like him and party be in the studio and like working on like music was just like, like, wow, this is the highest of the highest. Right. And then second time we'd be like, I remember like the day I was at party's house, like washing clothes, like being honest, right. Day to day shit, right. Washing clothes. You don't and just then, get to hang out with Drake. Yeah. Just for everyone listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot of yeah. shit yeah. stuff. That yeah, you have like, to yeah. 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 Washing clothes, cleaning up after a late night, whatever it is. Right. Doing this shit. Right. And then four hours later in the studio with Rihanna, like literally like walking in the studio, like Rihanna walking up, giving me a hug, giving party a hug and being like, damn, like 
again, like this, this is it, right? So seeing like her kid Cuddy in the studio, just like these phenomenal artists just working. Like it's what I what I admire and I respect it and be like, this is this is why I'm doing it, all right? To be in this this element and then to be able to create my own playing the same kind of way. Cause yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's underrated to just like just being around the energy, what it can what can yeah. bring out of you. Yeah. I'm a believer that like if you could be in that room, and I want I wanna I wanna get to this too. If you could be in that room at that moment and feel like, all right, cool, I made it into this room, it's not the end all be all, right? But it's like yeah. You know that your energy is going to bring something that you're even bigger of a bigger part. Like not yeah. for you and your personal life could be a part of on a bigger level personally. Right. Yeah. Um, but wait, what was he, what was he like, how, like what's the, what's like a writing process like for him? Like, how does he, like, that's so interesting to me. Cause it was like, I know before I started working with Tori, people would say, yo, there was a time where he would literally like pen to paper. Yeah. Boom, and like, I think he did it maybe like around some of the records when I was there, but a lot of it was like, yeah. like the vibe in the studio and then in the booth and like just constantly going. Like if he's going in, it was like he was going in fourth quarter, two minutes left, yeah. you know, tie game. Like that's what it felt like. Yeah. And to me, that was yeah. like, like I have a feel for that process for him, you know, yeah. um, but I'm interested like kind of what parties was. Yeah. But people don't understand, man. It's like, People like like him, he works every day. Like no matter what it is, he is working every single day. A vacation, not feeling well, whatever it is, like that's why he is so great. Like his pen does not stop. Like he writes on his like on his phone, but like his process is just like it's just in his head and he's just putting on his phone. But the hours he puts in allows him to be so, so special of a person. But yeah, I mean he's definitely like a person like he works like at the five, six a.m. is like the prime time for him. He always tweeting at the time of the morning, but like, he's a definitely um, a, a workaholic. And I believe that's why like he's so talented and why he's so special. And uh, I mean, from like, just like, he doesn't work a lot of people. Obviously people know that like, he doesn't write, like he doesn't go in the studio with just everybody, you know? It's like, he works at his home studio and is very private about that. And like, likes to make music by himself. But um, when he does go in, like he can, he can turn on like that. Like I'm talking write a hit song in four minutes. Like I remember being in the studio one time with like him and Danny Lay and he wrote a whole song like in, I'm talking literally three minutes, bro. They went in and recorded and it was like, and then you see it come out eight months later. It's like, wow, how did that happen? Like, I remember being like watching that like idea to phone, to booth, to out in the world later on. So it's just a really special human being for sure. They're all, they're all special. Yeah, for real. They're yeah. special. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Bro. And we're just blessed to be able to get to witness them doing it right now in this generation, like just soaking it all up. It's like, it's, it's a cool thing to be in the presence of. No, for sure. Yeah. And it's cool to see it, like to be there day to day and then see it happen. And you're kind of like, I now yeah. get how all of those things led to this one moment. Mm -hmm. It's interesting for you too. Cause like when we were, when at least when I was with Tori, I know Payne was with him for longer, but it was, um, you know, it was, I started literally right before I told you came out. So jumped right into album rollout. And then it was four yeah. other albums after that, multiple mixtapes. So it was like a lot of rollout mode. Whereas like, I don't know exactly when you started, you know, and when you kind of like, you know, uh, you know, started going further on your own path, but it's yeah. like, he took what four, it took four years between party next door three mm -hmm. party mobile and like, yeah big moment you know like that's a like to go through a rollout teaches you a lot yeah oh yeah 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 i remember 
I came on before we even started really recording the album. Uh, I was like working with him and he was just in the moment of like figuring out what he wanted to do. And then, um, yeah, I remember like he went into album mode and we went to Toronto for like a few months and we lived in Toronto and stayed there. And like, he's in the studio every day with literally 40 and just like locking himself in a room for 10 hours a day. And he'd be getting, you know, he can record himself and you know whatnot and like produce for himself. So he would just go shut off and like literally just go to work and he'd come out and be like, all right, I got it and let's go home, right? And like, um, that's how it was for months. And then he would come back to his home studio in LA, in LA and record in there. So, um, but yeah, then working from like, once the album was done on the rollout, just seeing how like Tyler and OVO and like them, how they handle everything, like how it was like so, so well done from like getting Rihanna on the album and seeing how things like happen, gives you a lot of perspective, like what an artist goes through and like what managers go through, which you got, you guys know. So I got to see it from both perspectives, like artist, label and manager, um, all different ways. So that gives me the tools to like know what I'm doing now and today with my own, my own roster, my own company. Uh, definitely. I've always admired how, um, the, the OVO management and the labels execution, like the yeah. way that they, they do things and the calculation of them. And it's never really like skipping a step or going too far ahead of the moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying it's and thoughtful. It's strategic. Very thoughtful. Yeah. Very yeah. thoughtful. Yeah. That, like yeah. moments that I would like my impulse would take more advantage of. It's mm -hmm. like, no, nah, yeah. there's, there's more. Yeah, no, they're super, yeah. yeah. I'm from an outside perspective. It's just like, they're just calm and collected about it when it comes out, at least, you know, and it, and it happens. And it's cool for you to like see that process for the first time, but then see it from like with OVO being the label, that's more intimate versus it being like just a big label that's working like 50 yeah. other artists at the time. Like you have to see yeah. one of the best, like, you know, production company labels type of thing um yeah like planet you know so like it must have been like all right everybody's hands are in let's go and like let's work yeah. out which is important and it like really really i want to hear about like the impact you know that that had on on you doing what you're doing because you clearly have vision and like you're clearly you know now trying to build something that's bigger for you and your brand and more you know where you want to go and like I see you doing writers camps. I see you flying with your artists to Hawaii to shoot just an acoustic yeah. set in Hawaii. Like you're doing the things. Yeah. It makes me think about what we're doing too with with some of, with some of the artists that we work with, which is like that to me at least in my version of it. And I'm and I I, I want to know if there's more. I'm not there yet, but it's like yeah. that's development. It's like you're yeah. you're creating a, a home, creating like early stage development of an artist's career. You're helping them work on their sound. You're helping them you know, work on getting music in some places that can grow yeah. um, and like hopefully bring them to that, to that next level, you know? So it's cool how yeah. you like took all that and you're like, you know what? It's time for me to, yeah. you know, to do, yeah. to do this. But I want to hear about that yeah. too. You know, I'm sure people will be interested. Yeah. I think it was, um, I think it was very important to take away bits and pieces from every stop I had and where, how I got to where I'm at today. But like my experience being as a, an assistant, allowed me to have connections to certain people, certain agencies, certain managers, certain producers, right? That I get to use today. My, my time of being day-to-day -day manager, let me meet certain artists and right, whatnot and meet certain managers and whatnot. And then, um, you know, seeing how label was ran at OVO gave me knowledge about how to like, how to function strategically, how to move, how to be patient, you know, and like not rush anything. So those things that I got to see and, and take from my time to different places allowed me to just like put a multi-pot together and just like, create my own version of that. 
and then being inspired by like people like LBRN and Tunde and those guys, like what they're doing is like, it's really cool for the culture. I, I want to be doing my own version of that. So just taking bits and pieces of it and like compiling it together to make like what our version of Stay True is. And I believe that like, you know, it takes a lot of time, but like artist development is so important, which you guys are doing yourself too. And if you can be patient with it and stay committed to the journey of it, it's fruitful. So um, yeah, that's just that impact of like, being mindful of where you're at every single time, being present and being aware of what's going on. Like you could be like, you could be in a room with like Rihanna and partying, like not even think about it, but to, like look around and see all right, who's, who's in here, who's our team in here? Who's in the room right now? There's PR in here, there's this in here, there's this in here. All right, when I go to a label meeting with, with this, who is here? Like taking mental notes to be able to like, all right, when I get in that spot for myself, I know how to, how to like recreate this moment and do it to the fullest, right? So uh, that's just very, very important about like, being aware and observing your surroundings to put into play when you're, when you're ready for it. Yeah. Cause what it really does is like, you saw it done on such a high level and you're like, all right, cool. I believe in this talent. I believe in these people yeah. I'm working with. Now I got to like set up the play, hear everybody else's ideas. Yeah. And like, we got to run our version of it, you know, which is like, yeah. that to me is where being in that room is the most important thing other than the experience and being able to tell your kids about it and talk about it, which is just life changing yeah. for music fans that work in music yeah. in general. Right. Like we've been there. It's like, all right, cool. That's how it works. And they had massive mm -hmm. success and they did this and they did that. Yeah. And there's so much years between all those people of experience that got them to be better and better and better at it. And they're still getting better at it, but it's, um, yeah. Then you take it and you apply it to yourself. You know, to me, that's like where, yeah. where it really, uh, starts to, create something because like when i look at stay true now i'm like all right cool early phases couple artists but yep. like everything that's out is really good everything that's coming is really good the branding's together yeah. you're sitting here right now you got the tv behind you like it feels like you know <laughs> where is this gonna be in yeah. five ten years like that's uh -huh. what it feels like uh -huh, you know? definitely yeah i mean when i look at because i'm a huge fan of a masadi dog huge fan bro. yeah pain freaked out when i was like yo i think we should ask jp he's like yo masadi. he actually went crazy pain wow. literally i didn't send him the music he's like yo intoxicated <laughs> truth paralyzed <laughs> he was, yeah because yeah. i when i heard Paral i was just like the tone was just yeah. so boys to men and i was like oh my gosh the melodies and the way that yeah it was nostalgic yeah never i hadn't heard that from someone yeah. our young and you know in our generation in a long time just yeah. like truly yeah. gifted singing yeah gifted, bro you know yeah. what i'm saying even with the pen yeah. as well and but but when i go to a social media it's very scaled back. like the story is being told and it's not being rushed even when you go to you know the music that he does have out like y'all yeah. are very calculated about how are y'all going to tell the story and like y'all doing it yeah. the right way. And just yeah. like when it's not being rushed, it's not being made up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Basically. it's like, it takes you flying to Hawaii to do something that makes sense to be like, get yeah. to get it just even done to get it out, to get it on Instagram to be like, that's yeah. part of the story. You know, yeah. like it's, and, just, you know, yeah. a lot of company, I mean, a lot of people can, can get to a place where they let, um, they let the people dictate, you know, when they put out the product. Yeah. And like what I've noticed is that the the people who've stayed in this game for the longest, they've always moved on their terms. Yeah, they know how yeah. it should once they find their lane, they know what their lane, lane is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing like, you know, Masadi being a young artist and what I got to see from my time at party, 
party is who he is through and through. So like, he doesn't care like what he takes his time. Like he shows his himself through his music, through his craft. So like when I met Masadi, I was like, yo, like this industry can get so crowded. You can do so many things and like, you can rush. And like, I said, just be yourself, be calculated, right? Take your time and be patient. And like, you see it now through a story being told, like it doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't feel put together. It doesn't feel industry. Like it feels like it's him. So, um, but yeah, I'm very, very blessed to be in the spot that I am. And, and I remember to get um people like for for you to be in a position where because because some artists can get um impatient mm-hmm. with it and like want to put out products so fast and like want to like you know feel like they're losing um the, the time you know what i'm saying like they feel like they're on the clock and like it it is it's i don't take it for granted at all for artists to listen and trust the process mm-hmm. and trust like yeah. okay you say be patient all right i'm gonna be patient all right, I can't yeah. put out an EP right now, but you said a single. All right, I'll put out a single. I'll let you do it. Yeah. It's a fight. <laughs> It'd be a fight. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Eventually you yeah. get to that place where they're like, and then they see the re they see the reward and they see how people are going crazy. And it's just like, see, like mm-hmm. when you just dangle something like that. Yeah. yeah. It I think there was yeah. also a telling moment that we talked about kind of offline where you were like, you knew that like you had to eventually, you know, go and cut your teeth again, right? Like leaving party, yeah. like I'm gonna have to do that again and nobody would expect you to do otherwise, I, I'd assume. But yeah. you played Masati's music for party and somebody, I forget exactly who else, but you were like, and I think about it from us where I mean, the amount of times that our team had sent Tori music and he's like, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But the one time he's like, yes, we're like, uh, like you know because it's like you respect them yeah. like that's a that's a yeah. guy you learn from this a guy that like in a way just like tyler was a mentor on the business side like that's a mentor on the artist side you know where you're like, uh, like you have the utmost respect for what they do and what they what they are, are creating and you're like you bring an artist that's kind of like you know can exist in a similar world you know in, in a way and mm-hmm. you're like yeah it's cool you know like i think that that's a cool story too um and it shows yeah. like that power of of cosign who was it that it was Party and who else? Yeah, it was Party and Giveon. It was a session that Party and Giveon had together. Imagine and, you're working uh, yeah. with an R&B artist and Party and Giveon. Like, yeah, he's cool. Like, you know, or whatever they said. It's like, he's <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Yeah, man. It was, Um, I remember, like it was yesterday, like I remember when uh, my producer who I managed, Dre Easy, sent me this video of Masadi. And yeah, it was just this black kid, six foot five in his bedroom, like, playing guitar and singing so melodically. I was like, what the fuck is this? That's <laughs> so that was the video that you saw too? The video with him yeah. in the bedroom? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I seen that. I was like, wait a minute. This kid had like 300 followers on Instagram. Like nothing. Like going to school at UNT. And I was like, how is this in Texas? Like, how is this not scooped up already? Right. So then I literally like DM him right away. <laughs> I was like, yo, I, I'm from Dallas, man. Like, I'm just curious to know more about you as a person. Like, I don't know what you have going on, but like, I want to just learn about you as a person. And we got on the phone and he's like, yeah, man, I'm just in my bedroom, just trying to make it happen. Like, I don't have a team, nobody around me and nothing. I was like, what? And then I immediately like had a thought, like fly him to LA. So like I flew him to LA like the next week and put a writing camp on for him and producers and writers and like, they made three songs in, in, the, in the camp. And after that camp, he was like, yo, like, you show love to me, like, bringing me from Texas, like, 
my first flight ever on a plane to LA and putting me in an Airbnb and putting me in a camp. Like, that's like mad love. Like, will you manage me? I was like, you bet your ass I will. Let's do this thing, right? <laughs> and I was still working for party at the time. And then that day, like, I remember going back, like going to party in the studio and like, yo, this new kid that I found in the Masadi, can I play him for you? And party's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, and party's ear is like so good that like he doesn't like a lot of shit, right? So he's one of the, the best to do it. So when I played a couple songs, he was like, that's, hmm, oh, that's all you need. All I need to know. <laughs> yeah, that's all I need to know is like, he was like, yeah, this, this, is, this is nice. I was like, thank you, bro. Like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna manage this kid then. So, and then, um, yeah, like we were not, touring got shut down. We didn't go on tour with the party and like, we were just in the quarantine, right? Nothing was happening, nothing's going on. And so I was like, I just can't keep sitting here like, being a day-to-day manager, like not doing anything, you know, I was working on admin stuff. It's like, it wasn't being fulfilling. I was like, I found this kid now that I can go like try to develop and try to like, to like, you know, make it to a star. So yeah, then like October of 2020, I, I parted ways with the party and, and Tyler is a management company to like go chase my own dreams, man. And like started Stay True Management in October of last year and had Masadi and then saw some of the producers and whatnot. But just being able to recognize that like, this is my time to go do it right and like it being like scared to leave comfortable like i'm working with party next door to leave that to go do something that's unknown was was, was very hard to do and leave tyler as a as a, as a mentor and leave him as like a, a a business partner like that was like why am i doing this right now i just i gotta try it you know but you trusted your gut yeah. man and, and it was yeah. it was it was time and i think uh i think you made uh a, a, a courageous decision, but but I think one of the best decisions, you know what I'm saying, that, that you'll look back on and be like, man, uh, I'm glad I yeah. did that at that time. Yeah. No matter what, you know, no matter where it leads to, like, you'll be like, yo, I'm glad I took my training wheels off and like, yeah, yeah. Said, yeah. Okay. yeah. I have this conversation every eight to 12 months and <laughs> it'll look better and better and better, you know? Um, that's what's yeah. exciting about it, you know? Um, yeah. nah, but that's, it's an incredible story. And then, so you, you work with Masadi and then, uh, Zara Scully is the other. Yeah. Yeah. Zara, so Zara's a songwriter. And then Ebo is a new artist we just signed. We rep four producers. A few of them are in the UK. Um, yeah, it's been eight clients now for artists, for producers, and just looking to make a name for ourselves. You know? Is everybody and, in uh, Dallas too? No, nah, um, a few ones, two are in Dallas, Ebo and are in Dallas, one's in LA, one's in Florida. Producers, one's in Dallas, and then three are in the UK, Greece, Australia, and uh, London. Yeah, wow, offices <laughs> all over the world. That's crazy. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. No, that's awesome, dude. Um, and it's cool. Like, you know, the school you got to go to is incredible. Like I, I was, you know, just looking at like the amount of writing camps you're doing and, and yeah. you know, you're drawn to like real singer songwriters. Um, I'm like, those, those people are lucky. You know, the people that are like, that have you taking the time to go and work on like developing them and just getting them to just work, work like effectively, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's really, really cool. Um, and I'm sure it's gonna, it's gonna lead to some bigger partnerships and whatever yeah it's kind of down the line yeah 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 i think collaboration is so important for especially new artists and being able to like be in a room with other people that are doing what they're doing but maybe more experienced and whatnot but just being able to spark new ideas you know for yourself is um something that you just can't like 
put yourself in when you're by yourself, like in a room by yourself, you can't think about off the wall ideas and different lyrics and whatnot. So I enjoy like bringing people together and seeing what they can create and just giving them a platform to meet new producers, meet new writers and just, it again, it's, it's opportunity. You never know what can come about from that, you know? So just people that I respect and like, yo, you need to meet this person, you meet this person, y'all come together, see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm really big on doing that. And I saw that like, there was a lane for it. And I just continue to hope, hope continue to make that be more apparent you know, here in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think it's going to be incredible. Yeah. I think it's just the beginning. Um, I also, I just love how thoughtful you've been about it, how methodical and, and you've chosen some really good sort of stepping stones to get to where you're at now. So congrats. You know? Yeah. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. And you just started in, in, you said October, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. We're not even a year in yet. So oh, man, it feels yeah. good though. It feels good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. I think that, um, I think in October when we, when I launched it, it was just myself and we started out as stay true management, you know, that's what it was. And then, in January, when I brought on my partner, Abby, who came from the orchard, she was an A&R over there. And then she was like, this could be bigger than just management. So then we were like, oh, okay, yeah, bet. So like we then rebranded to just stay true. We now do, you know, a record label, we do publishing, you know, we do management and we do creative. So the goal is to give any artist we work with, producer, a, a one-stop shop, an in-house place to do all your stuff, right? So if you trust your team, you don't have to look outside for management or also look for a label, also look for publisher and then, you know, creative, we can do it all in house, but um, that's like my hope and my goal is to continue to foster that family environment. Uh, if you sign with us, we got you, take care of you for everything and just build together. Yeah. I love yeah. it, man. Incredible. Yeah, man. Cool, cool, cool. Well, damn, I don't know. I don't have much else, but I'm excited to see where this goes. And I mean it every Eight to twelve uh, months, real, we got to get you back in here just to, just so we can that. really keep chronicling where this thing goes. No nah, man, I definitely yeah. want to stay connected, stay connected for sure because I just love, love what you're doing. I love that you you're you're building it from the ground up. Uh, you're building it from the ground up, and you've put yourself in a position where artists trust you. They trust you, mm -hmm. and yeah, and you you've taken their trust, and and now you know the responsibility that you have now and you're taking it serious dog and it feels it feels good and i'm um every artist that is signed to you right now they're, they're they're very very lucky to have you in their corner thank you bro i appreciate that man you said the right word responsibility you know it's like i am entrusted with these people's livelihoods and like they trust me enough to like let me and help you know get them to the next point in their life so it's responsibility i take very very seriously and uh pride myself in that and you know I wouldn't be here today doing what I'm doing without opportunity from Tyler Henry. And I, he is like the sole person that gave me the opportunity and that gave me the confidence to do what I'm doing today. So shout out to Tyler Henry. It's my, my, my bro. It's fine. Good dude. Job too. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, man. Nah, thank you, man. Appreciate yeah, for you real. For, for coming on and sharing the platform and, and sharing your story, man. We, we're definitely going to have you on more too, because like, it's just the beginning. Yeah. It's yeah. just the beginning. Yeah, thank you guys, man. I love what you're doing with the podcast, man. This is really inspirational to see. I remember when you first launched and I hit pain and said, yo, I watched the first episode. I was like, this this is great, man. This is going to be something really, really big. So I'm honored to come on and be a part of it from the beginning. Obviously, I like both of you guys, man. You guys are great men. So uh, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm honored, man. Thank I you. I appreciate you, bro. For thank real. Thank you so much, man. For real, for real. It means a lot.